This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Blake Seven in Character. This isn't the advertised special on Earth, but a pre-special special on next month's Cygnus Alpha event. Originally this was going to be an add-on to the upcoming Cara episode, seen as that's set on Cygnus Alpha, uh, but it ended up far longer than I thought it would, so it's become one all by itself. So here I am with the event's organiser, Ian Kubiak. Normal service will be resumed next week, along with the regular Ian. Hello Ian, you're right. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. It's Eric, isn't it? It is Eric, yes, yeah. We we didn't talk uh, properly because, you know, uh, small space. I mean, that's a very small <laughs> space. And, uh, you know, it's an incredibly busy day, isn't it? It, it was, and it didn't help by um, having a, what seemed to be like a 20-mile diversion when being um, a mile or two away. So, uh, <laughs> I, I've n- I've never been there before. My sister said, you know, um, you know, years back, she she lived for a year in Milton Keynes, and she just gave yeah. up on it, you know. And after encountering, a, you know, a roundabout every like what half a mile, I can yeah. totally believe her. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. All right, but we got there, and and it was a very good day, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. I mean. For me personally, I mean, you know, I I I, were, I had taken two guests there. Um, they were happy. I was happy. Matt Irvine was happy. And more importantly, I think for, for any event, and I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit when we talk about my event, it's about that the attendees are happy mm-hmm. and that they go away feeling like that they've, you know, had a good time, really. I go to an awful lot of um, conventions, you know, because I'm in the 501st, you know, the Star Wars 501st. So I I go to the big shows and, you know, you do get a feeling there where you've got these massive conventions. You have people who are very much, you know, and and, and it's no fault at all. You, You know, they are after one thing, you know, in this massive convention, they are blinkered and they're looking at one thing and anything mm. else they're not that interested in but the, the the appeal to me for small space was you know we are all of the same ilk weren't we we're all yeah. there because of our love for the, the things that were on show that day absolutely and i, I think that is something that th- there is a, a place within the events market for people for the bigger sort of comic con style shows um but then you have people who complain about them, but they will go to the next one and the next one. It's like, well, you're complaining about it, but you're still going to it. Mm. Uh, but then when, you know, smaller shows like, uh, or conventions really, like my own, so Sigma Alpha 4.0, specifically targeted for Blake 7 and is a whole weekend. And it's it's not a comic con where you're rushing around from mm. one end of a big convention hall to another. It's in a, you know, four-star hotel, and it's at a relaxed pace, and that, that's, I think, important, really. 
that's what I enjoyed about small space because you know small space has been going for a few years and I've always put it off for one reason or another it's like oh I don't know I don't know and I've never gone and I've always seen afterwards you know a lot of people say what a fantastic atmosphere it's much more relaxed than the big cons and stuff like that and now after I've attended one I totally totally agree with that yeah and I think the the issue with small events like that I mean um, is that they do to an extent become the victim of their own successes is that they cut they get there's a danger of it becoming too big mm. uh, i think you know matt is very clear on you know he will always keep it at that size i imagine like for myself i'll always keep my events you know to a maximum of 120 people you know people don't want to pay you know quite a bit of money to spend all their time in a queue no exactly exactly okay. If you want to spend your time in a queue, go and queue at a bus stop. <laughs> there, there's nothing worse. I mean, I've, I, I've been there where I've been to cons and, you, you know, particularly uh, comic conventions and particularly artists where you're in a queue for like 45 minutes and you're looking to the front of the queue and you can see that the artist is visibly getting tired you know yeah and it's like oh my goodness you know whereas yeah you know with with small space you know the uh it, it was far more relaxed i mean you know michael keating roger murray leach you know i would do the circuit of the hall come back and have another natter yeah. go off have another natter and i f- i think that's fantastic yeah and and that's that's the sort of type of thing that really appeals to me as as a fan and as, as somebody who goes to events and as somebody who puts on events really it's um small and intimate is mm. is, is is the thing i'm after really so yeah how uh, old are you ian if i if if i if you don't oh, mind, mind me asking i am 36 so i was born on the 11th of december 1981 Oof. which <laughs> two weeks i believe if i have my date right two weeks before the last episode of blake seven was transmitted you came into this world just as blake seven finished yes so uh, <laughs> so people have asked me was it my fault because i was born and then the show got cancelled i uh, think it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so but I've, i discovered blake seven in the um early 90s um on uk gold with the repeats with uh, doctor who i mean I was first a Doctor Who fan and still am uh, primarily, you know, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, but discovered Blake Seven in the nineties on UK Go, like I said, and it, it was it was very similar to Doctor Who. It had the same sort of, you know, I look back at it now and I, you know, understand sort of like production values and 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 the type of television. So so it appealed to me because essentially it was a lot of the same production crew, mm-hmm. a lot of the same, you know some of the actors as well you know i i had seen in one or two episodes of doctor who or two one or two stories so and it was sci-fi and it, and it appealed you know it it, it 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 grabbed the attention um it then sort of disappeared from uk gold and was never repeated sort of like as doctor who has been over the years uh, but it's always been there um i mean i'm fortunate enough to uh do a lot of work with a company called phantom films who organised Doctor Who events? Again, small, intimate events, uh, one a month, uh, usually in Chiswick, mm-hmm. and then again, uh, slightly bigger events, uh, one in Oxford, one in Bristol, and one in um, Sheffield. And with my work with doing that, I um, became a audio 
um, director. Right. Because I I had trained to become an actor and director, and uh, but that didn't really go anywhere. But I still had the skills, and I was given the uh, fantastic opportunity to direct. Um, Jacqueline Pierce's um, autobiography on audio. Oh, wow. Uh, That was was a really wonderful um, opportunity because um, the, the, I, I, I'm not sure if you've read the book, but I would encourage anybody listening to this to, to buy a book and obviously the audio, I'd say that though. Uh, But (laughs) it's, it's a fascinating read where you find out all about her life. And I got to interview her whilst the, the book was coming out before we recorded it and it was and it stuck and I struck that um sort of relationship with Jackie I think she's very easy to get on with oh absolutely Uh, yes (laughs) uh, she has a very special place in my affections and um she then um moved back to um Africa South Africa for a while and then eventually came back and it's when she came back we we recorded and she wasn't well at the time uh, of recording, but, you know, she she got through it and, you know, we were in the studio for one day and it, it was just sort of short, about a year or two, maybe more. After that, I um, I gave up teaching and then decided, along with the stuff that I was doing for Phantom Films, I thought, well, you know, I'd like to have a go at maybe doing an event of my own. And mm-hmm. I, I sort of like discussed it with various people and nobody wanted to have a go at doing a Blake 7 event and I thought Do you know what there is a gap in the market so to speak um, there is still a, a very strong fan base mm. and so I did uh, the first event in 2015 and this will be this year will be even though it's Signal South of 4.0 which is a play on the fact that it's the 40th anniversary year and my fourth event it's really my fifth event because I have possibly been the only person ever well not really ever because she apparently did one but i've done an event with um joseph simon oh okay um so which was an afternoon with joseph simon and she is um doing um an evening with joseph simon which is taking place on the friday evening of the signal alpha 4.0 um weekend wow so, <laughs> that, so that's even special it, I, yeah, I mean, every, I, I will add the caveat to that. Everybody is subject to work and personal commitments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, as it stands whilst we're chatting now, she she will be there as along with all the other guests currently advertised, really. I, I think from everything you're saying there, I think you're taking the same stance which I do, is that you're creating things that you as a fan would like to see yourself, Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and listening, I think that's crucial, is listening on to feedback from each event. Um, mm. So like my first event, um, the venue wasn't quite right. Um, and also everybody bottlenecked in getting in. Um, so, for example, instead of having just one place where you uh, register or buy extra tokens for the photo studio or extra autographs, I've, I've totally changed the way that's done. I've got multiple sort of like a, a cashier post office type system where, you know, people can go to different desks and get the same items. So there'll be like nine or 10 desks that they can go to. Right. Um, and also looking at, at the schedules, you know, I'm always trying to, one of the criticisms is that I'm trying, I try to fit too much in, 
But if you handle the timing right, um, and, you know, I've had the luxury of uh, four previous events, really, and also events that I go to where I think, oh, that worked. Oh, I could try this. Or I could mm. try that. And, you know, discussing it with uh, a very supportive team of volunteers, um, one of which is my wife, um, to to see, you know, well, what do you think about that? Would that work? And usually it'd be, yeah, or have you considered this? And so then I go away and have another think. So um, this weekend just gone, even though we're in the beginning of August and the event isn't until September, the the schedule has essentially been finalised already mm-hmm. because then it allows the um, the actors and all the other guests to know which day and their timings and what are they going to do when they get there. It can only help, can't it? And it can only help for the guests as well, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And also for for slightly, I, w- I would say possibly more importantly, for the attendees. Mm. They would like to, you know, you want a very clear schedule. Uh, and also one of the things that, that from when I used to go to events as, as a fan, um, you know, about 10 years ago, maybe more, was that I didn't want to have to miss an interview in order to get an autograph from someone yeah. or a sister with them. Yeah. And what what I've done is that I've made sure that the schedule runs so that you won't miss anything, which uh, has been a bit difficult to achieve, but um, it, it is possible. You know, you if you allow, if you've got, say, 100 people at an event, realistically, you can only have 20 people queuing up for an autograph or autographs at a time. So what are the other 80 going to do? So they yes. could go off and do their photos whilst with some other guests, whilst that 20 go get their autographs and then you swap over so there's always something going on within those two bits of time really so you're a veteran you're a veteran as a at at and i can't even say attendee you know and you yes. know i i think that helps that helps a great deal because you can sympathize and you know the frustration that there can be as a visitor to a show Absolutely. And also remember that it could be somebody's first time. And I mm. think that's important. And it and, and also, you know, treat people with with respect. I think that's that's very important um, because, you know, yes, they have paid to be there. But I think the people that are overlooked the most really uh, are the volunteers. Mm. Um, you know, the, people give up their weekends to come and help or ensure that people enjoy themselves. And I feel that a lot of the time they're overlooked. Um, so, and I, I'm very fortunate to have a, a great group of uh, helpers, you know, who travel from all over the country to come and help and no. give up their. Now that's really good. So, so right now um, everything's on track. Uh, do you want to tell us just who you've got in the way of guests oh, for blimey. the convention? So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got, as it stands, you know, it's all subject to uh, work and uh, work commitments and personal commitments. So um, as it stands at the moment, so um, and they're not all appearing at the same time or on the same days. So um, as I said, so Josette Simon will be not at the she has a sort of a thing happening on the Friday night. Mm hmm an evening with Josette Simon and uh, and then so the main cast guests who have um, confirmed again subject to work and personal commitments 
Um, that's Jan Chapel, Brian Kreitcher, Stephen Grief, Michael Keating, Sally Nevette, Jacqueline Pierce. Um, there may be one or two more surprises coming along. You know, we, we, I'm always working on things. I mean, at the end of the day, there is a budget to work towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got sort of like some guest actors. Um, so we've got Peter Craze, um, John Leeson, um, Gillian McClutchen, who's making her first appearance ever at an event. Uh-huh. Um, Sasha Mitchell, who I thoroughly adore because she was in the last ever episode as the Federation officer. Who, Is that Arlen? Who, Arlen, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing an episode on Arlen. Arlen, uh, in Blake Seven in character, we're doing all the, um, you, you know, the various guest yeah. characters all the way through. Uh, and I'm very keen that when we finish, like, season one, we finish on Aurac. When we finish season yeah. two, we're going to finish on Star One. So Arlen is almost at the very, very end of our show because when we do the episode Blake, that's when we're going to concentrate on Arlen. So, yeah, I'm very interested in her. Well, well, um, she she appeared at, at um, Sickness Alpha two mm-hmm. a few years ago, and um, as it just it's just one of those things that happened. Uh, as she walked onto stage, I started to boo her, and the whole audience booed her, <laughs> and she she loved it. You know, it it was almost you know like a pantomime type thing. Um, so uh, there are there are a few more sort of what I like to call sort of like guest actors or supporting actors. Yeah. Um, to confirm because you know and also main cast you know everybody is still working yeah sure uh, so so that's them so uh in terms of directors from the original sort of four-year run we've got uh michael e bryant mm-hmm. um, who you know directed the first episode uh, uh the lovely vivian cousins who uh directed two um season four stories mm-hmm. Brian Lytill, again, he, I think he was directed uh, some of uh, season four. And Andrew Morgan, um, who directed one episode of Black Seven. But as I said previously, I'm a Doctor Who fan. And Sylvester uh, <laughs> McCoy, McCoy is my doctor. And, you know, any excuse to have Andrew Morgan because he directed the best ever Doctor Who story. But, you know, we will be talking about Black Seven. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I've got some, uh, also there's uh, sort of like from the production side of things, there's uh, Roger Murray Leach, who, uh, again, have a really good uh, laugh and good time with him. Uh, Matt Irvine, uh, June Hudson, mm-hmm. um, costume designer extraordinaire. Ralph Wilton, who was a production associate, production assistant. And uh, Judith Cross, who, again, was sort of behind the scenes in the production office. Um, and again, from that sort of side of things, there may be one or two more people to come. So I, I don't really like to, to commit until people say, you know, yes. Um, and I'm really excited because Blake 7 does have a future. And uh, so I want to not only celebrate the past, but celebrate the future. So we've got Big Finish. Big Finish are going to be there. So we've got... Um, John Ainsworth, who is the mm-hmm. current uh, producer, and he directs, and he also sometimes writes for the series. Uh, we've got some of the writers, so we've got Peter Angelides, I think I've said that correct. Sorry, Peter, if I've not. Um, <laughs> Trevor Baxendale, um, Steve Lyons, who uh, I've known Steve for many years, and Mark Wright, who, again, um, I've known for many years. Um, I listened to his uh, 40th anniversary box set, the 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 way ahead, yeah, and it really really worked as a 
piece of uh, radio drama. It really took the listener straight back to those seasons where it was set and to hear a older version of Avon. I yeah, know, spoiler. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was it was wonderfully done. And um, so as well as the writers and production, we've got the lovely Yasmin Bannerman, who was taking over the role of Dana mm-hmm. for Big Finish. And uh, the wonderful Alistair Locke, uh, who will be there as well, uh, the voice of Orac and uh, various other voices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the guest list as it stands. So, you know, all those guests over three days that, and possibly more to come. That is a massive, but, massive guest list. You know? <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Um, I, I, I'm nodding my head through all of those, but I tell you, I mean, as a Blake 7 fan, um, my heart belongs to the first two seasons of Blake mm-hmm. 7. So yeah. for you to say that both Travis's are going to be there it's like whoa well, <laughs> you know? and this is this is something that i i'm i'm offering i mean there are about five or six tickets left for the event as we're recording mm-hmm. and i'm you know if this was like a big massive one of the big events you know i won't name any other names really but i think listeners will know who i'm on about you know you'll be paying you know 80 90 pounds for a small photo with yes, that yes. but you know we're talking people of like huge status you know mm-hmm. uh, what I'm doing is that so there are solo photos um, opportunities and then there's a group photo opportunity now if you have <clears throat> excuse me if you have a group photo with all of the different sort of groups of guests so like with all the big finish guests with all the production guests with all the guest actors and with all the main cast what I'm doing is I'm giving away literally free a free photo which i don't think has ever been done before uh with say so the attendee sat with jacqueline uh brian and steven Uh, (laughs) see my my brain is melting just at the thought of that (laughs) so uh i i I just hope you know it's it is it is an incentive for people to buy those group photos and and you know it's i know you know we're in a day and age where money is tight but um you know this you know i will give you an ex you know this is a bit of an exclusive i think i've told some people but this will be my last blake seven event i have no plans to do any more after this one. Oh, really uh, well just well, i will say never say never but there are no plans as of yet for anything else because I think I'm thinking, where do you go from the 40th anniversary? Yeah, top you know. that. <laughs> yeah, in, indeed. Uh, but then, then again, I might come up with an idea for something, or somebody might say, "Oh, Ian, go on, just do it," and I might go, "Okay, I'll, mm. I'll be, I'll be a fool and do something else." Because um, everybody's so lovely. All of the fans have been very supportive. Um, as of the guests, you know, the guests do not have to do events, and I think that's. That's something that um, needs reminding sometimes, you know, these are people who, you know, a majority of them are still working a majority of them have retired and, you, you know, they they don't have to do. No, it, they don't. Is, Not is, at all. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it, as long as everybody has fun and I want I want people to go away with with memories, good memories, you know, 
to and to have a a nice thing and no. and Ian Ian with 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 the you know the cast that you've got there with the way you're going ahead with this the way that you're thinking about this there is no way anyone can go to this con and not have fun trust me <laughs> you know? absolutely and uh, you know there there are so I've said already that on the Friday night that you know as long as you know Joseph is available um, there is the evening with Joseph Simon and I've 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 taken into account that you know people might not want to be able to attend the whole weekend so there are tickets available for just an evening with Joseph mm-hmm. Simon which uh, with that ticket uh, gets you one autograph and one photograph with her uh, as well as access to the talk whereas attendees of the whole weekend get the talk mm. but She's a uh, what's classed as a bonus guest, so there's an additional cost for her autograph yeah, sure. or photograph. Um, so, um, and um, in, quite importantly, um, at the event, um, I'm going to be raising money um, for Parkinson's UK because uh, my father uh, has Parkinson's as well as dementia and is now in a residential care home. So there will be, you know, like a raffle. Uh, there will be various other bits and bobs being auctioned off. Um, and in and talking about auctions, um, Roger Murray Leach is auctioning off a copy of his original Liberator sketch, um, which is a large A1, A0, huge, massive mm. sketch, uh, which is going to be signed by all of the guests, all the main cast guests who are going to be there. Um, and that's going to be auctioned off for a charity, uh, which is um, very close to his heart. Again, all details can be found on on my website and on the Facebook page. And, um, it's, it's a unique item really. And, Mm. you know, even if you're not attending, you can submit bids Mm. by emailing in, you know, there's been quite a bit of interest. And I, I would like to see that to go for quite a bit of money for, um, Rogers charity, really. I'm sure Uh, it will. I'm sure it will. Like one of the things I'm doing for, for the Parkinson's charity is that, uh, there's always that thing at events of who's going to get their autographs first, mm. who's going to be first in the queue. And the the way I've always done my events is that as soon as you buy your ticket, that is when you will go in the queue. So you queue in in ticket number order. Yeah. You know, that's like a first come first serve yeah. basis. And um, but I never sell ticket number one. Ticket number one is always um, raffled off. So when you register for the event, you will have an opportunity to buy a raffle ticket wow. to become number one for the whole weekend. See, that's uh, brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So um, so then that raised a bit of money for Parkinson's UK and and um, so and a few other you know charity things will be will be going. Um, a few things can't really say until they're set in stone because I think it one of the dangers is, is to say something and then you don't deliver. And then yeah. it's, it's that disappointment really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, on the Saturday night, we have a three course sit down meal, uh, for all the attendees, which again has an additional cost. Um, but it was a case of, you know, for everybody just to sit down together as a group mm. and to chat and, um, there is something very special planned for the Ooh. Saturday night, which um, there's only one, two, three. There's about five of us who know what that's about. Uh, <laughs> and nobody else will know 
until the Saturday night. Um, and if it happens, it will be... I, I think it will be one of the highlights of the event. And then on the, the Sunday, that's when we've got all the main cast um, together. Because, with the exception of Josette, because she said from the um, outset that she knows that she wouldn't be available on the Sunday. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, to have all the main cast uh, there who have signed up so far... Um, you know, there there are other main cast members who um, have not been announced uh, because, you know, I'm still negotiating and still working on various things. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, it's it's a case of just uh, keep an eye on websites, really. And, yeah. you know, like I said earlier, as long as everybody goes away happy and the guests are happy and, you know, it's 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 a celebration. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, and going back just very briefly to that meal that I was talking about, um, I've been to events where it's a where they call it a celebrity meal, and I'm not being funny. If I'm if if I'm somewhere and I'm eating, I don't want to be gawped at on a head table. Mm. You know, slurping my tomato soup <laughs> uh, or having having a picture taken put on Twitter. You know, uh, serverland soup. You know, or uh, or um, Travis treacle tart or something like that. Yes, you know? yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you, you don't want that. So you know, there may be one or two other guests there on the um, Saturday, but that's a chance for them to unwind. Because what I have noticed with the Blake Seven um, cast and 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 everybody, it's that there's no sort of um, what's the word snobbery. Snobbery, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they and they know the fans. Yes, there's a there's a very cool group of, of fans who are really nice people, and have been very supportive. Because you know, I like you asked me how old I was. You know, I'm very new to the sort of Blake Seven fandom, and and you know, Blake Seven fandom is quite this established thing of a core group of of them anyway, mm. and. Um, to have this sort of young upstart come on the scene <laughs> and say, I'm going to do an event. And one of the things, one of the criticisms I did face at the start, it was, and this was from some friends, oh, jokingly, they said, you will never, ever get Josette Simon to an event. And I went, <laughs> I went, I went challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have. I did get her to her own event, an afternoon with Josette Simon. And fingers crossed, you know, everything goes well with an evening with Joseph Simon. So, mm. so you know, and again, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the the challenge of it of um, of just making sure it, it it goes to plan. And um, we've got the photo studio, uh, which is set up in a way where you won't be queuing all mm-hmm. day to get a photo with whoever's in the photo studio because of how of how the hotel is laid out and where everything is in connection to one another you you will not miss out on an interview your your autographs which you have which are included in your ticket and access to the photo studio and as well as that there are there are some dealers Right. Uh, there is the excellent uh, costume display by um, Gary, 
who owns so many original Blake Seven costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know it's I I and and Matt is bringing Orac, and um, he said he's going to try and get Orac to uh, work. Right. Uh, so it'd be nice to have Orac lit up. Um, and you know there'd be a few other things. You know the Liberator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there at small space. I'm sure he'll be bringing that as well. So, so yeah, some fun times, really. Oh, it's and, going to be a fantastic time. Fantastic yeah. time. Yeah, and it's only a month or so away, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So it starts on uh, Friday, the 28th of September. At registration will start at one o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we'll start from there. We'll probably stop with the event for around about. 6 6:30 around mm-hmm. about that time people just to sort of um you know get something to eat um and then we start with an evening with Joseph Simon that's the plan mm-hmm. and that'll finish around about half 10 i would imagine half 10 11 and then i i, I will be off to bed <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we start again on the saturday at about half past eight quarter to nine with registration and then a day of chaos no not chaos. <laughs> a, day, a, day, a day of you know a, a whole day of blake seven fun yeah uh, and then something then the saturday night meal and then the saturday night entertainment and then on the sunday you know we have the main cast and then we'll finish we'll be finished about five o'clock on the sunday where i will probably afterwards slump in a chair collapse going going uh what do i do with my life now (laughs) because i i have you know i work full time i i also have commitments with my dad and other things you know i have my other hobbies and things and you know this has taken up most of my spare time if not all really Mm -hmm. um and and it is you've got to it takes a lot of work and i think Sometimes it's very hard to overlook, and I'm not after praise or, or presents, but if you want to buy me a present, that's fine, uh, <laughs> of the amount of effort it takes to actually organise it, really, and, and the time. And, you know, you, you could you could easily, or I could easily, just bring back previous guests, mm. or... I could have just done an, an event with just, say, the main cast, which I think would have sufficed for a 40th anniversary event. But Blake 7, like any other program, is more than, and this is no disrespect to anyone, is more than one person or the mm. main cast or anyone. You know, it's it's this, even though the show ran for four years originally, there, there's this huge wealth of um, talent that worked on the show and help to develop it to this, you know, it's unfortunately, it's always going to be overshadowed by Doctor Who because Doctor Who is here and now. It's huge. Mm, yeah. It's a big worldwide phenomenon. But, you, you know, Blake 7 has a place in people's hearts. And, and it's holding its yeah. own as well. You know, it's not a forgotten show like many, um, you know, science fiction shows of the 70s. Yeah. You know, it's still going. It's got a very loyal and very passionate uh, fan base still hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's not just shows of the seven sci-fi shows of the seventies and eighties. I mean, you got. I mean, I remember in the nineties. I mean, 
there was a sci-fi show called Crime Traveller on BBC One. <laughs> you know, whatever happened to that? Yeah, well, exactly. Um, uh, I think there was something called Invasion Earth mm, that got cancelled. Yeah. You, you know, in the 90s, you know, the BBC struggled for sci-fi. Yeah. But the reason why they struggled for sci-fi is because they were sat on really two really good ideas. One of which is Doctor Who. Yeah. And the other which was Blake Seven. Yeah, yeah. And, and Big Finish have helped keep those products or those those commodities or the stories alive, especially yes. with Blake Seven on audio. I really do think, you know, sadly Gareth is no longer with us which is such such a shame but you know it was very clever at the time that you continued the series without your series lead yes who else did that you know star trek well, would never have done that without kirk you know unless you reimagine it in the 80s you know yeah with next generation yeah. and stuff like that but, but i think that's that's and then again with i suppose the only show it has really worked is doctor who but you've you've always had the doctor but in a different um yeah, incarnation that's, that's been built in hasn't it yeah yeah but to have sort of you know blake go in season two and then and you've got all right he does appear for five minutes in season three and then again one episode in season four but you've got all that and also what happened on after season four yes you know i know there are books and other things you know but come on we 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 all know they didn't die. No. <laughs> or did they? You know, who, who knows? That is you the know. fascination of the show, and that is the appeal of the show, that, you know, that yeah. uh, it was so open-ended at the end, you know, that uh, you can read into it whatever you want, can't you? Yeah, and, and who knows? Was, was, was the Blake we saw, was that actually Blake? Or, or was, was it, it the clone? A, a clone, or was it another duplicate, or was it something else? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's the appeal of the show, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think I think when I rediscovered the show back uh, when I started watching it in um, uh, 2014, 2015, to get the idea of what I wanted to do uh, to to celebrate Blake Seven, and that was because I'd listened to um, uh, some of the Big Finish. I thought, okay, yeah, I really want to go and revisit this mm -hmm. so watching the first episode which if you watch it on its own it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the <laughs> it is a strange beast episode one isn't it <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the interesting things which i picked up on uh, and i think it was because around the time it was coming out was that blake was accused of being um a child molester yes i thought my god <laughs> And it was it was done um, very um, matter of fact, wasn't it? Matter of fact, but at the same time, it was it was subtle, mm. but it was never ever revisited. You know, it, mm. it happened in the first episode, and then that was it. You know, then they get on. You know, they're on the London, um, traveling to Cygnus Alpha, and that and that in a way that's why I've always done my Cygnus Alpha events in London. Um, just, just sort of, <laughs> I'd never made that connection. That, of course. That, Why didn't I make yeah, that, that connection? <laughs> yeah, that, that sort of. Um, I don't like the term fan wanky, but um, no, that is use... fan wanky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and the, the reason why I call my my events company, which, which is now a company, um, Signal Alpha Events, was because 
I wanted a, a name which was very sort of sci-fi, culty type thing, which is the thing I was looking to do and explore. And Cygnus Alpha just worked. I mean, I know sort of like the Blake 7 uh, fan group is called Horizon. Mm. Um, so um, I know there's been another event uh, organized in memory of Gareth. So I think it was back last year. They called that Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's I wanted a, a, a term which would attract Blake 7 fans and also going forward with the, with the future, you know, other sort of it would fit within the, the, the remit of, yeah, it, of what I'm yeah, hoping it, to do. It, it sounds sci fi doesn't it? Cygnus Alpha. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we will see, you know, as, like I said, you know, as long as everybody has a good time. All right. And I'm, and, I, I'm absolutely sure they will. Right. Yeah. Ian, um, to, yeah. to, to wrap up, when I was at Small Space, I was going across to, you know, Roger Murray Leach and uh, yeah. some of the other guys, and I was asking them a bunch of questions, and I was hoping you might be able to uh, answer them for me today. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. My first question for you today, then, Ian, is out of all of Blake Seven, who is your favourite character? My favourite character. So uh, if, if we're going to say main cast, it can, uh, it can, I would, yeah, it is mainly main cast, yes. I would say, well, it's got to be Serverland. <laughs> I think, I think with with Serverland, you've got this highly, um, you know, which on paper would be this huge male. I, I, I believe the character was originally supposed to be male, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sort of powerful dictator, but she is the most effeminate um, woman, and looks like a uh a camp um <laughs> um man really at, at times but there's just something about her and, and and the performance that Jackie gives is just so memorable and there's real sort of passion and conviction and fun yes with absolutely. with, with she's playing with people and she knows you know where you you know in in what sort of situation would you kiss your enemy yeah you know? yeah you, you know poor jacks had to you know kiss most of the majority of the male cast with the exception of michael keating i think big finish we need to get a kiss between <laughs> um you know maybe uh, that can happen at cygnus that. alpha can we like you know <laughs> orchestrate that so that happens at cygnus alpha Maybe let, let, let's watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> there's um, a there's another reason for going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, in, in fact, actually, uh, at, just very quickly, at a, a, an auction at Cygnus Alpha uh, Two, it was uh, we were auctioning um, an item off, um, and I said, uh, okay, and it was a bit of a bidding war, and I said, uh, if you if you pay ten pounds more, and Dax will give you a kiss. And then there was an even more bigger uh, bidding war, and, and I think Jax did kiss the person. I can't, I can't quite remember. I don't uh, doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, doubt that at all. So, so, so yeah, so that's my favourite um, main cast. Um, right. But if if I had to choose a sort of guest actor, um, I would have to, and just because I'm, I'm a Doctor Who fan, I'd have to choose Colin Baker as Baben. <sighs> 
Baben on on our show, you know, has been the outright favourite so far. And I'm struggling to think as we go through the show, if there is ever going to be a guest character that's going to match the magnificence of Colin Baker. Well, I think I think he he was it it just happened at the right time in his career for him. Mm. Um, You know, he he just finished the brothers or he might have still been in the brothers. I'm not quite sure. Um, so he had that huge sort of fan base, really, of being this horrible person, and then to go into Babe and and he, and he played it, he played it for real. But there's this huge sort of comedy side of it as well, which is very funny. But having said that, again, you know, with a sort of Doctor Who connection, Richard Herndl hmm. uh, is very good as uh, Nebrox. Yeah, Niebrox. he's very, very good, very um sim- sympathetic. Hmm. Um, but um, oh, oh, Peter Miles again, another Doctor Who connection. He's very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Savadon in um, in his second appearance in the series in the season four story. Oh, he's that 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 duo of <laughs> of, of them is hilarious, mm. absolutely hilarious. But uh, out of so, all those, though, Baben's at the top. Would you say? Uh, uh, just because I like Colin Baker, so yeah. <laughs> I, that, that, that episode I can I can put on, and you know I could watch it on repeat, and I would never get bored with it, and, and especially with uh, Colin Baker's performance. You know, I, I think it's genius what he did on, in that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on then. Um, guest craft. You can't have the Liberator. You can't have the Scorpio. What would you well, call? Fine. Well, I've already uh, mentioned it once in this interview, but the London. Hey! It all started. Uh, you know, if, if it wasn't for... Um, well, actually, he was very good. Um, the the guy, the cap... The, not the captain, but like the chief of the security in, um, you know, the first couple of stories. Um, Are you talking about Raker? Yeah. No, not Raker. Uh, Artex. Uh, could Artex, that's something on the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking about it's Philip. Um, what's the actor? Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield, yeah. Yeah, that's Raker. Yeah, he's that, that nasty yeah. bit of work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's very, very good in that. Yeah, he's very and good so, and, and but, very disturbing when you watch it now and it's like, ooh, yeah. I don't know if this would go out at seven o'clock on a Monday night now. Oh. Absolutely not. I mean, you know, you've got that sort of scene where he uh, whispers something in into um, uh, what's the name's ear? Jenna's ear. Jenna's ear, and it's like, oh, what was said? And yeah. you know, there's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot going on there. So, so yeah. So, so yeah. Favorite craft, um, the London, because. Like I said, that's how it all started. And it still exists. I mean, it was at Small Space, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be at Cygnus Alpha as well. Possibly. Possibly. Mm. Yeah. So. No, I love it. And I love the way that um, Matt, you know, he reused, reused it, didn't he, in, like, Space Vets. And, yeah. Uh, so it has well, a long longevity, that, that craft. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Okay, what's your favourite ever episode from Blake 7? Well, my favourite episode, it's... <clears throat> It's hard to choose, really, because I think it's not necessarily episodes, but there's a lot of standout scenes. But if I had to choose an episode, I would say Orbit. Right. 
Um, and the reason for that is because of the fantastic scene towards the end with Villa and Avon, where, you, you know, you do not know what's going on. But no. I think the person who is fantastic in that is Michael Keating. Yeah. A lot of people say it's 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 Mr. Darrow, but Mr. Darrow is is doing Mr. Darrow essentially. Yeah. Uh, but Michael Keating, that that fear, that real fear, almost tears coming down the eyes of like, I'm going to be killed by my friend. They are they are friends. They yeah. are friends. But it, it showed that actually, you know, there was uh, that um, Avon was out for himself, and that was. That was always established from, you know, episode two. You know, yeah. he, he was very reluctant to get involved. You know, he just wanted to sit there and calculate his own way out of things. Um, he wasn't a team player. and But which, as the series went on, he became not just a team player, but he became the team leader. Mm. Mm. So, But, of course, uh, there, there was a scene that was cut where Michael Keaton actually was crying, but then they cut that out because they thought that was a bit too strong. And it would be a, be a bit too upsetting, you know. I mean, personally, for myself, all the way through, you know, um, all, all the seasons of Blake Seven, Villa and Avon were tying neck and neck. But it was at that point where Villa nudged ahead because that wasn't my Avon that would do that, yeah. you know. Um, but no, it, it is a very strong episode. It's a fantastic episode. But uh, at that point, Villa became my favourite over Avon. Yeah, I think I think with with Michael is that he has a consistent um, performance in every episode. You have this sort of whimsical, clown-like, mm. um, scaredy cat type character, which regard and in fact, if you think about it, he's the most brave because mm. he just he does it even though he doesn't want to do it. We've said this on our show, you know, that many times that we've come up with many instances where it, it you could actually see that it's actually a pretense and it's a, like a self-preservation thing that Villa has got where he yeah. pretends to be cowardly or dumb, but he's actually smarter than he looks and he does that yeah. to actually, you know, give himself a quiet life and keep himself safe. Which I think, it, in a way, is a very sort of, Doctor Who-ish type character mm. where the Doctor would be playing the clown or the fool. Yes. Which, but it's, you know, very much sort of Pat Troughton or, or Sylvester McCoy. Um, but is actually, you know, might be looking like the fool, but is actually a very clever fool. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a very... That is a brilliant description. A clever fool. That is. I wish I'd thought of that, Ian. <laughs> you know? A clever fool. That perfectly sums up Villa. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Very right. clever fool. All right. Well, going from the heights, let's go to the lows. Uh, have you got a least favourite episode? Well, I can't say I have a least favourite because if you are a fan of a, of a of a show or series, you can't have a least favourite. Uh, that's. I, I'm going to quote Colin Baker. That's like saying, "What's my least favorite child?" Mm, um, yeah. But if I had to, if I had to say some one episode, I would say that you know the first episode is it, it's it's establishing the story, but it you could miss yeah episode one and start with episode two. Yeah, a lot of people have said that that you can just start with episode two you don't need episode one yeah i can see that yeah so so i would say just because of it it is 
it's it's a show trying to establish itself. I think the first episode is for me, you know, one of the episodes which I was like, oh, really? Mm. Um, it's, um, but but they they you've got to look beyond the the production values. You've got to appreciate it for what it was. You know, 1978 television. Mm. I think it has a fantastic design. You know, all all the episodes do. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that that first episode, um, you know, is if I had to choose, would be my least fav- favorite. Right. Really. Okay. And and if you're going to choose a least one, I mean, that's the best reason for it, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. a, a a good reason for it. That it it. it it was a show starter, but not not a show setter. You didn't didn't need that actually to see that to get it from uh, yeah, the second I mean, story. I mean, you know, Spacefall. I mean, if you if you were to put on Spacefall tonight, and for somebody who'd never seen Blake Seven, um, you could start with with that second episode. Yes, with the Spacefall. I, I think Pennant Roberts got it very right, but at the same time, you know, Michael E. Bryant's doing the way back. Um, he had a huge um, challenge on his hands, and mm. I I think you know that even though I said it, it's my you know, least favorite episode, but you know there there could be you know some episodes which might be even weaker. There's a lot of strength to the to the way back though, mm. um, so. It's a very difficult question to answer, really. But it's a very but... difficult series because everyone, you know, they, they they watch it and you take of it what you uh, what you feel is is for you. You know, some people are series four fans, some people are series three, two, yes. one. You know, yeah. and that's the appeal of the show. There are things that people take in different ways. You know, and what one person might be feel might be quite weak, another person might feel is is one of the strongest things, and that's absolutely fine. That's the appeal yeah. of the show. It's not some bland okay. show where every episode over like four years was exactly the same. And I I I went to um an event which used to happen every year um, in a village. Gosh, I can't remember where it was now, but um, I uh, took Vivian Cousins to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a fun, fun event um, in, near outside of, between Oxford and London somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, near Dickcock, near Dickcock Power Stations, around about that area. And um, the, the group of fans were... And it was really compelling, actually. You know, they were really good. And I think they're all coming to Signal Alpha 4.0, um, where they had put each season on trial and to say why season one was the best season, why season two, why season three and season four. And each and every one of them had a really good um, argument. But uh, I think, really, season four should have won it because the guy dressed up as Og. Uh, <laughs> that so, takes some bravery. Uh, yeah, and, I, I'm sorry if you're listening, uh, the, the gentleman who was doing that, because I think you are coming to uh, Signal Alpha 4.0. Is he, coming, is he coming as Og? I, I, I would love that. Uh, so would unfortunately, I. <laughs> unfortunately, um, Og himself was scheduled to come to the event. Um, I had right. tracked him down to his um, planet. That's. Somewhere, somewhere in the north of England. All right, we okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, David Boyce, right, the gentleman's name. Uh, but sadly, David has got, uh, uh, believe it or not, a work commitment as it right. has come up available because he's he's a musician, and we've spoken a few times over the phone. And he's just lovely. Um, right. 
and, and remembers the costume very well. So, <laughs> but but I think I think fandom is going back to sort of like talking about uh, favorite episodes or not favorite episodes. I think if we all agreed on you know saying you know. I don't know. Let's let's pick an episode out of the total. Rescue, for example, is the best episode ever. You know, if we all said that, you know, we wouldn't enjoy the series. What about we the other have... fifty-one? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well. Well. Thank. Thank you for your time tonight, Ian. Um, no. Thank you for the, yeah. for the for the chat. Yeah. No. No. And all the very, very, very best for next month i am trying my darndest to get there uh work commitments and everything i won't know until quite close to the day but uh hopefully i will be along and it would be brilliant i mean you i am my, my appetite was wetted before we started speaking tonight and it's it, it is yeah. positively flowing right now yes um so well if i can just uh say the uh website for people to go sure. to uh, so uh, there are, I think, about five tickets left. I'm not sure when this uh, interview or podcast will go out. But uh, if you go to www.cygnusalpha, or one word, .org, and all the information is there. If you can't make the event, um, I run a s sort of send-in service where you can request your own autographs. You can send your own items in. Um, so there's things like that. Um and also the evening with Josette Simon as well on the Friday. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah, everyone out there, you know, if you haven't signed up, the the, the, the tickets, are, as you hear, are very, very limited. So uh, get in there quick, okay? Thank All right. you very much. Well, hopefully next month I will be seeing you again, Ian. No worries. Well, good luck with the editing. Oh, no, it's no problem. And no, editing's no problem. You, you're a natural. I can tell that you, 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 you know, you're a bit of a, a thesp. I can tell this. Well, yeah. You, you well, have self-confidence. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, yeah, you do. I, you do. Yeah. And I, I also, I have a sort of ego, so I do the interviews as well at, at, at the events. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe I'll so, nab uh, you for an, a, a following interview at Cygnus Alpha when everything's absolutely. calmed down and you're not run off your feet okay <laughs> yeah you can you can have a quick so how do you think it went and I'll be like going ah, ah! <laughs> all right okay well hopefully hopefully fingers crossed to be continued next month all right all the best speak to you soon all right cheers then Ian I'll let you know when it's out cheers thank you all the best cheers bye -bye. matey bye 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 bye, bye.